Hello there and welcome to a brand new season of the Bet McLean Football Show. This year we're out and about taking the show to Irish League grounds all across the province and today we have come to Inver Park, the home of Lauren Football Club. On the show this week, Stephen Beacom's brand new feature, 90 Seconds With. And we're in the company of former Northern Ireland and Linfield goalkeeper Roy Carroll and Lauren's brand new signing, former Arsenal player Mark Randall. Football's back, we're back, and uh, we're on the road, Beko. We are on the road, and we're better to start, Pete, than Inver Park. The story that is going to develop here this season is going to be incredible. Brilliant to have Roy Carroll here. Absolutely superb to have Mark Randall here, one of the big summer signings. I was lucky enough, Pete, to be at the match on Saturday when Lauren won 6-0 against Warren Point. Mark scored a wonder goal from the halfway line, and obviously he scored a brilliant goal from the free kick to beat Carrick the other night and it's going to be brilliant to watch this guy I've got to w- tell you one thing though he doesn't just shoot from distance and score watch his passing throughout the season I don't want to embarrass you mate <laughs> but you know what that first match some of the passes you were pinging about you had the vision of Tom Cruise in Top Gun well listen first and foremost uh, not that I had to say welcome to Lauren because you've been here a few months now but how are you settling in and how are you enjoying living in Lauren? No, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I've settled in really well. Like all the boys, uh, unbelievable here. Um, the team spirit we've got is is like the best I've ever had. I think um, out of every club I've been to. Uh, yeah, Lana's as a place, it's um, it's good. You know, uh, the club is everything to the people that live around here, um, and you you're basically like a hero to, to some of the some of the people. Well, after those two goals in the first two games uh, of the Danske Bank Premiership season, you're a hero, all right? Um, you've set, I've got to be honest, you've set the precedent fairly high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, like, uh, yeah, the goals, um, you know, that's, that's part of what I should be doing anyway. Um, but, so I'm not going to take credit for it or whatever. Um, but, like, you asked me if I... I'm enjoying every every second of it. Um, yeah, I'm really happy at the minute. Yeah. How did you end up here? Because you've had a, a a varied football career. You're 29. At one stage, you were at Arsenal, playing under Arsene Wenger. You end up here at Larne, and what is a huge success story for the league and for local football here? And you're going to rewrite the history books by the looks of things with what's happening so far. But just take us through a little snapshot of your career and how you end up in Northern Ireland. Because let's face it, when you were growing up, you weren't thinking about coming to play here. No. Um, you know, sometimes in football um, things don't go the way you where you want it to go, um, um, and I was just slipping down the leagues and floating around League One, League Two, um, and you know you're not you're not getting anywhere. Um, I left Crawley. Um, the man, the manager didn't um, have, have me in his plans or whatever. Um, and I come here at the end of last season for a week to train to see if I um, see what I thought of the place. And like I said before, the, all the boys were unbelievable towards me, um, and that was a big part of me signing here. Um, and just just the excitement around the place, where the club wants to go. Um, I, I want to sit down at the end of my career with with some medals. And I think this is if you if you're going to come over here, um, this is one of the clubs that that you can do that with. How difficult was it for you in terms of, f- of your headspace whenever you are 
perhaps not in the manager's plans or as you say slipping down the legs how, how difficult is that whenever you're in that position yeah it's tough um, you know especially like I said I was travelling into Crawley not being in the squad and I don't care who you are it's going get, to get to you at some point um, and yeah I spoke to the club and we just we had to like go our separate ways and I was happy to do that um, but I'm just happy happy to be here enjoying my football again this is the most I've enjoyed it in for as long as I can remember like years and years uh, yeah I'm happy to be here and hopefully I'm showing it on the pitch Can I ask you Mark about the start of your career you grew up a Spurs fan you ended up at Arsenal Arsene Wenger said some incredibly nice positive things about you you played for them in Europe Champions League what was that like that part of your career? Yeah it was exciting um, I think as a, as a young kid you don't I don't know, you just you don't really think about it. Um you have no fear, you don't you don't realise what's going on around you. Um but it never worked out for me there. Um Arsene Wenger was un- an unbelievable manager. Uh yeah, you just you just take it all in your stride and but you don't realise until you get older how lucky you actually really were playing for a for a club like that. Um I think you take it for, for granted. What was it like whenever you come on? The old Champions League music. I know Kenny Bruce, the owner, the man who's made all this possible, wants to hear the Champions League music at Inver Park. So what was it like for you playing in the Champions League for Arsenal? Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, like I said, I, I, didn't really, I didn't really think about it at the time. Um, I don't know, I was, I was, I was quite like that as, when I was younger. I just... I just weren't really bothered about anything, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, um, going on to Kenny, I think uh, that's what he really wants. Um, I don't know if it's this season or next, um, but I'm hoping we can we can get him a Champions League spot, yeah. We've grown up with this league and the rivalries and the clubs and the history. That's all we've known our, all our days. So from, from your perspective of being an outsider coming in, what do you make of the league? What do you make of the rivalries? And has there been anything that's really surprised you? Um, no, not really. Uh, the, I think the league is going to be a really tough, tough season for us, um, and we're all expecting it. But uh, well, the f- one thing that has surprised me actually is the the quality we have in our in our squad. Um, we've got so many good players, um, unbelievable talent. I think we showed last night as well that we can battle as well as play. Um, but Carrick was a bit of a shock last night going there. How was the pitch for you? It was actually all right. A bit dry, but I think later on, I think we got them at a good time, you know. Right. Later on in the season, I think the pitch is going to be a bit of trouble. And you do have aspirations. I know you say, I don't know whether it'll be this season or next season or whatever, but at this early stage, can you boys go and win the league? Oh, it's, it's way too early to say. Um, I'll get in trouble if I say yes as well. <laughs> um, no, it's too early. Um, you know, it's a long old season. Um, but I think secretly we're... Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you've got you to you think you can go and win it, otherwise there's no point of being here, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's all I can say, I think. I was going to ask you, what's it like playing with Marty Donnelly? Because he's got the skills to pay the bills. And if you've got Davy McDade who thinks he's a Guerrero and, and finishes <laughs> like him, to be fair. You know, but you've got brilliant players alongside you. Jeff Hughes, another fantastic footballer. Yeah, no, Marty, Marty's a brilliant player. He's, he's probably one of the funniest blokes I've ever met in my life as well. Um, 
Jeff, who's been about, Davey, unbelievable finisher. We've got, honestly, we've got some good players that could easily go across the water and play. Um, but, you know, I think everyone's ha so happy here. Um, and like you said, Davey's goals, everyone's chipping in. Um, and that's going to go a long way for us. And your goal here uh, on opening day against Warren Point, the one from 45 yards, the fans were telling me on Saturday you've been practising that for ages and it finally came off? Yeah, but most of them have been in, ended up in that church. But um, No, yeah, I've been, I've, I was practising it. Uh, Turnham was telling me all week, every day, um, that the goalie is always off his line. So I was losing sleep over that, think, just thinking of that. Um, and it was late on in the game. I was tired. Couldn't, couldn't be asked to run anymore, so I just <laughs> thought I'd have a dig. <laughs> and Tiernan Lynch, um, people are going to see what a great coach he is actually this season. How have you found him? Like, you've worked under Wenger. No, he's, he's brilliant. Um, he works so hard. Um, he just, he know every, every game we've got coming up is so um, specific, what we have to do, so detailed. Um, he, yeah, he's, he's really good, yeah. Roy, brilliant to see you again. And uh, we have so much to talk about. And first and foremost, how much are you missing being at Linfield? Yeah, I've, I'm missing it. Like I was uh, talking to Stevie early on about sitting watching the games coming in now on a Saturday. It's very hard to take, like, but uh, with the injury I've got, I have to bide my time and see what happens around the corner. I want to talk about the injury and just your next steps, including football coaching, which you're currently doing. But this run that Linfield are on in Europe doing the Irish League Pride and I don't care what anyone says I don't care who your allegiances are with but for the league in general what the Blues are doing right now is phenomenal Oh it's brilliant I went, I went up to watch them a few times uh, uh, so far this season like, and I uh, was up to the first game of the season uh, but in, uh, what they're doing in Europe is uh, it's brilliant for the Irish League football um, people's taking notice how good this league's getting and uh, I think it's going to be very interesting this season with all these uh, Good players coming across, like himself, Mark here, the, the goals he's scoring, it's brilliant, like what he's doing. Would you have saved the... Uh, yes, of course I would have. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know, I don't know, it's one of them ones, like, keep us uh, always off the line, like, but uh, I always, as I'm coaching kids now, you have to be prepare for anything in the game, so uh, I don't know what I would have done, I probably just fell over, as usual, <laughs> you know what I mean, but... Let, let's go back to Seaview last year and, and that, that goal mouth incident, mm -hmm. and then obviously the injury that, ca that came from that. How gutted were you at that particular moment? I know obviously the Blues went on and won the league, but um, that must have left a real bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah, I was gutted, like, but not too many people knew. My my uh, wife's mother was she was dying on the same day, like, so she passed away around the same time when it happened, like. So I was more worried about my wife at the time than my knee. And then uh, when I got the bad news about two weeks later after the MRI scan, it was it hit me hit me about a month down the line, and it really hurt me, like. Uh, especially the ACL at my age as well, it was difficult to take, but uh, I'm a strong person, I'll come back stronger and uh, see what happens down the line, like I said before. And you're not retiring anytime soon? I don't know, I'm opening this goalkeeping school, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. I've got another three, four months of rehab to go, so at the moment I'm just concentrating, giving 100% for these kids in Northern Ireland uh, a chance to play, uh, as goalkeepers and uh, for boys and girls, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It just started there on Monday, so okay. enjoying uh, every minute of it. Tell me about the kids growing up wanting to play. You know, being I, I love it now whenever you see that there's players who aren't just strikers in the, the sort of mix for winning top accolades across European football, right? 
whenever I was a kid growing up, no one had any aspirations really to be a goalkeeper. I mean, we all wanted to be a striker and we all wanted to score goals. That's it. It's changed now somewhat, hasn't it? There are lots of kids out there who aspire to uh, to, to be goalkeepers. Yes, it's, ch- it's changed like, and uh, sometimes I think, because I was striker until I was 14 years old. I never became a keeper until I was 14. And I, uh, I'm trying to tell the parents and the kids to do every sport you can do before you get a certain age because that makes you quicker, makes you sharper. I used to be basketball, cricket, you name it, I've done everything. And uh, it's made me as a goalkeeper's arm, like, because it moves your feet, you're catching the ball, basketball, cricket, you name it. Uh, so if you're, if you're seven years old and you're standing goals and you're, not, you're just standing there, it's not making, what goalkeepers are doing now, it's all about feet work. It's all about getting the ball back from the centre half and passing the ball out maybe 30 yards, maybe 10 yards. Uh, goalkeeping's getting a lot faster, the balls are getting faster so you have to move quicker and that's what I'm trying to bring to the kids, let them enjoy goalkeeping but let them do th- other things as well at the same time until they get a certain age like 14, 15 that's when you have to work really hard as a goalkeeper. Yeah, and you're touring the country with this? I am, I've got five places open at the moment and uh, looking to open more in the new year but hopefully everything goes well, I've got them, uh, one in Newton Stewart, one in Fermanagh and one in Dungannon, Algafelt and at Lurgan, so I'm going to be busy for the next few months. Absolutely, and sorry Pico, it, it seems that every club that you go and watch, for whatever reason, you're going to be signing for very soon. Is that pretty much what wins? I know, uh, I went down to watch a few games at Portie Down, and I'm signing for Portie Down, and I'm going to go and watch maybe Fimal Town on Saturday in the Irish Cup, so I might be signing for them. <laughs> no, I'm just preparing, I'm just, as I said before, I'm going to do, do these goalkeeping school. Every time I do something, I give 100%, so I might not come back. Might not come back and play. I've enjoyed so much and give enjoying coaching these kids. Might not come back, but in, a, in three months down the line, I'm, I might have that hunger to come back. You never know what's around the corner. How do you reflect on your time at Linfield, Roy? Because obviously it ended in, in sad circumstances because of the injury, but you had a brilliant career there. You know, you won virtually every trophy you could. Yeah, I, uh, three years. It just went quick very very quick that's what it's saying a lot of people like football's a short career trust me it's a very short career so I remember when I was sitting uh, at Manchester United and someone came in and done a speech and I was 23 and I said oh, I'm alright have another 10 years 15 years and it just went so quick so if someone gives you advice you listen to them uh, if you can some kids don't listen but they have to learn themselves and uh, playing for Linfield it was fantastic I enjoyed my three years there the second year season was very difficult. We were struggling uh, after winning the league in the Irish Cup in the first my first season. But then uh, the injury happened at Crusaders. What was a disappointed uh, probably end, uh, end of my career at Linfield. I wish I could have stayed on and had another year. But uh, football, that's football, and you move on and you get stronger from it, and you get letdowns and you keep going. As a manager, what is David Healy like to work with? Healy's. Uh, I knew him since I was playing with him in Northern Ireland, so I know what he's like as a person. Like I said, first time I came home, I said to the press and everything, he's, he's a passion to win, he's a winner. And that's what you need as a manager, he wants to win things and uh, uh, he's doing that. He shows that and uh, uh, got in the Champions League this year, got knocked out and bounced back and doing really well in, in uh, Europa. And uh, as a manager, he's tough. Like You have to be tough as a manager. He's changed because you have to change as a manager. But he's still got, he still got that, uh, you can still talk to him and ask for advice and I still ring him up and wish him all the best because he's, he's one of my friends and uh, we'll, we'll be friends till the day of the day. I said that to him, it's football, whatever happens to football, football stays there and the friendship's over there so that's what football's all about. 
What about management for you? Are you going to become a manager? Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> People's asked me that so many times, but you've seen me play, lads, haven't you? So I have to go away and calm down a little bit because I'm a bit uh, mad in the head when I play. <laughs> Roy, I couldn't see you staying inside the box at the sideline. I, I don't think I could see that. No, it's, uh, it's just, I love to do it. I love coaching. Uh, I, Club and I bought me in the coach on the 14 kids up in Antrim and up in Cookstown. And uh, it's a different... If you said that ten years, ten years to ten years ago to me, I would have said no. I won't be doing that type of stuff. But it's nice to see young kids enjoying it and they want to learn and they're looking up to you and, and ask me about that Spurs goal and about these other things and about that save and all that kind of stuff. Are you getting into some sort of player representation? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're an, a- you I'm, I'm, you're I'm, an agent I'm, now. I'm working with I'm working with uh, Brian and Keith as an agency, and I, it's a different type of it's a different world out there. And what I'm trying to do is help them uh, help players coming through because I've had bad times in the game and uh, I I want someone if anything happened to the player he wants to speak to me anytime anytime in the day they can ring me because I know what it's like it's mentally mentally tough being a footballer it's a lonely world trust me when you're out there playing and you you have some dark days in, in the game and I've I've had that so I'm helping uh, I'm helping the uh, Brian and uh, Keith for this agency and hopefully get young players and senior players and push them on and get, get a good career for themselves. That's Brian Adair and Keith Gillespie from the 1-2 agency. That's correct, yeah. I was going to ask you then, um, you obviously had a fantastic career across the water and played abroad, as did Mark. Mark was over in Italy for a period and had a, a good career as well. What advice would you give to him then coming back to Irish League football and playing in Irish League football? What is in store for Mark this season in the Irish League? Like what I was saying before, like uh, when I talking to people about the Irish League, I came back to the Irish League expecting it's going to be, a, it's a hard league, trust me, it's a hard league, Mark. It's, uh, it's not easy, especially when you're playing, playing away like in Ballymena and uh, Crusaders in the, in the winter and it's wet and windy. It's a tough league. Uh, so I came back, I came back uh, in the Irish League expecting it's going to be hard and I mentally prepared myself, it's going to be a tough league. And that's the only way you can speak to anybody. Uh, people come back from England and expecting it's going to be an easy ride. It's never going to be an easy ride. No football match is easy. So you go in there and give 100%. And that's why I've thought, I've done it the first time playing my debut against Swindon. I came in half time and said this was easy. And it was 0-0. At full time it was 3-0. We lost 3-0. So I said to myself I would never do that again. So every time you prepare for a game it's going to be the hardest game in your life. Linfield are off to Azerbaijan next week, and uh, if the you know obviously the, the results go their way, it's Europa League proper, which would be phenomenal. Can they do it? You can do it. That's what Mark was saying. Like he, he you asked him a question about winning the league. If you don't believe in yourself, there's no point being in this game. So uh, it's a tough, it's tough to ask for Linfield to go the whole way over there and get a result. But you never know in football. It's one of those situations. You go out there. Not many people expect that Northern Ireland going to uh, reach the Euros, uh, but we went ahead and done it. So uh, it's a funny old game, what they say. Absolutely. Right, this season on the show, we've sent Baker out with a load of questions his wife has written, and he's been speaking to <laughs> players <laughs> throughout the season. true. <laughs> Who's up this week? <laughs> this week, we have got a very funny man, Pete, Aaron Trainer from Coleraine. This week, we have Aaron Trainer from Coleraine, and this is 90 Seconds With. Thanks for doing this, Aaron. No worries. So, best player played with? Oh, um, back in the day, Corey Evans. Toughest opponent? Toughest opponent? Mm, recently, Gavin White. Favourite ground? Favourite ground? Ah, the kind of winter, front of big crowd. Worst ground? 
my old club Carrick, sorry, but I have to say Carrick. <laughs> Best dancer at Coleraine. Best dancer at Coleraine? Um, I don't even want to say it, Josh Carson. Worst dancer? It's Big Skinner. Big Skinner, <laughs> he clogs in the ring, he's dancing away. Best fashion sense? Best fashion sense? Um, Burns, eh? Arn Burns. Worst fashion sense? Skinner. Best trainer? Um, there's a few. There's a few. Stevie O'Donnell, we're hard on sleeve. Josh Carson. Um, I'm trying to think. We Linden as well. It's back flying, so uh, them three. Worst trainer? Skinner. <laughs> I can't say Skinner again. Uh, worst trainer? Stephen Douglas. Best football moment? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this again, Skinner. Uh, down there. Third goal, seal the deal, Irish Cup final. Best moment of my life. Best moment in football career. Like. Worst football moment? Um, doing my cruciate last year at home to Glen Adam. It was an awful result in cruciate as well, so double whammy. Team you support? Don't really have a team. It's probably surprised a few, um, but if I had to pick someone, <laughs> I'm a glory hunter. <laughs> nah, I used, to, I used to be an Arsenal man, so I'll say Arsenal. Football hero? Football hero? Um... Say when I was growing up, Rivaldo, but left back, actually cool. Or Marcelo. 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 Favourite TV show? Par or Peaky Blinders. Favourite movie? Let me pass. Favourite video game? Video game? Um, what do you mean, like FIFA? Video game? Alright, game? FIFA? FIFA. <laughs> Favourite singer group? Favourite singer group? Um, Stormzy. Favourite drink? Favourite drink? Um... We gin, we gin and we mixer. Holiday destination. Best holiday, Vegas. Vegas for me. Who would you most like to meet, Aaron? McGregor. Conor McGregor. I'm not saying, should I turn like a P, P5? <laughs> but Conor McGregor, just don't know what it is, just something about him. Charismatic. Got so close before. Um, don't know why I'm still talking, but I, McGregor. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Mark Randall from Larne is on the show alongside former Linfield, Manchester United and Northern Ireland goalkeeper Roy Carroll. Bigos here and we're into this week's score predictions. And uh, we start off uh, with Dungannon against Glentoran at the weekend and Dungannon have had an, a, a cracking start to the year. They have, Pete. A lot of people were worried about Dungannon but um, I think those people don't know Chris Lindsay who is an excellent manager and um, will get the best out of Dungannon. Glentoran, of course, big, big story, much like Larne. There's been huge investment there. There's been a takeover at the football club over the summer. Mick McDermott's the manager, and um, it's going to be fascinating to watch them this season. Will they get into the top six? That's the big question. Will they challenge for trophies? I think they've got a good shot at winning knockout competitions. I don't think they're challengers for the league title just yet. It's interesting. Mick McDermott's first match as manager of Dungannon or as manager of Glentoran, was at Dungannon and he got a 2-1 win. And I fancy um, Glentoran to do the same this week. When you look at their strike force, Darren Murray, Curtis Allen, Robbie McDade, young Paul O'Neill's a class act. They've got it all going on up top. Dungannon, I think it'll be a very tough nut to crack. I think Sean and Clucas has made a fantastic start this season and is going to be a very influential player for them. But I'm going to go for the Glens with a big away support behind them to win 2-1. All right, Mark? 2-2. Short and sweet. Oh, that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roy, how do you think it's going to pan out? I think it's going to be a draw. I'm disagreeing here with Stephen here. I think it's going to be a draw. Most people watching this disagree with Biko every week. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a draw. I think it's going to be 1-1 because Dungallon scored a few goals and uh, Clinton's letting a few in. So uh, I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to end up 1-1. Um, Lawrence at home to Balamina and it's a, it's a derby game and um, you don't have to say too much but I, I think we probably expect a more of Balamina at this early stage of the season would that be fair? Well they've only played one match and they did well in Europe we have to give them credit for that um, uh, the match they played in they drew 2-2 against Dungannon it's going to be a fascinating game. Does that, does that say more about than Gannon? Well, it does, but it also tells you that Balamina are going to score goals like they scored um, a lot last season. And, of course, they were runners-up last season, Pete. They had a brilliant campaign. And, and David Jeffrey did an exceptional job there. I'm really looking forward to this match. I'll tell you why. Because um, you're going to have 600 Balamina fans. The Lauren fans are going to make a heck of a noise. So the atmosphere in this game is going to be incredible. I think, although Carrick was a tough match for you, Mark, I think this is going to be a real test because Balamina are one of the big guns in the division. Midfield battle is going to be fascinating. And um, uh, Do you reckon there's a bit of a hangover at Balamina on the, on the basis that you know, there's a, a bit of a hangover from last year because they came so close? No, nah, I think that would be unfair to say. Listen, we've only started the season. You know, David Jeffrey will come here thinking, if we can beat Larn, that's um, a statement of intent. It's not going to be an easy game for Larn. I think... Um, Lauren's home form is going to be crucial this season for their chances of getting in the top three. I've tipped them to finish third, by the way, in the league. I think that's what they can do. Um, uh, I think Linfield will win it. I think Crusaders will finish second. And I think Lauren will finish third, which would be an excellent opening season for them in the top flight. But in this match, oh, it's going to be a crackerjack of a game. I'm going to go on Davy McDade turning up again. And if he gets chances, he'll score goals. So I'm going to go 2-1 to Lauren. Have you been practising scoring from the halfway line for this one? Um, no, well, been off today, so uh, I'll get back on there tomorrow and I'll have a go, yeah. Uh, are you excited about Saturday? Yeah, yeah, really excited. Um, I'm expecting a tough game. Uh, we all are um, speaking about it last night on the coach or whatever. Um, yeah, we're all expecting a really tough game, but we'll do our homework, uh, turn and we'll have all the details and we'll be ready to go. Roy? Yeah, it's going to, I think Lauren's going to uh, Lauren's on a high after getting promoted last season. They've won the first two games of the season, so they're going to be on a high. It's going to be a tight game. But I think there's going to be a lot of goals in it as well. I think because both teams are attacking team. Balamina done really well last season. Uh, they were unlucky. They, they just fell, fell at the final hurdle last season. Uh, so I'm going to go for Lauren home win 3-2. Too. That'll right. be entertaining. <laughs> Institute against Carrick, and I suppose for Niall Curry, it's going to be this is a game that he probably feels that they should be trying to get points. I hate to put pressure on Institute and Carrick, but I will. This is a six pointer already. I know we're only in the second weekend of the season, but those two teams are going to be down at the bottom. And for me, those two teams will be fighting it out for, to see who avoids automatic relegation. I think Institute are in a bit of turmoil at the moment. Um, of course, Paddy McLaughlin left last season for Cliftonville. They lost John Quigg a week before the, end of the start of this season. So there's a lot happening at that football club which needs to be addressed. In terms of Carrick Rangers, um, Niall Curry worked wonders to get Carrick up. Pete, let's be honest, it was one year ahead of schedule. Um, uh, and he has done a great job there. And if anyone can keep this Carrick team up, it will be Niall. Very, very important game. Um, I think it'll be points shared. I think it'll be one each. Roy? 
I'm going to go nil-nil. Uh, it's just one of those games I've seen instituted against Linfield at the start of the season. They got a, they got a goal early on, and then uh, Linfield just came out and got two early goals after that. Like, uh, but I think it will be nil-nil, especially up in Institute. Carrick be travelling there, and they don't want to lose the game, so they'll be looking for a res- at least a point or go for three points. So I think it will be nil-nil. Uh, Mark, you've played Carrick. Yeah, um, played Carrick last night. Um, a really, really tough game at their place. Um, I'm not sure what Institute ground or pitch is like, but um, yeah, it was a tough game. Um, I'm going to, but I'm going to say one nil Institute. All right. Okay. Just on the people in Carrick, will love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we moved to Solitude at the weekend, and, and Clifton Phil play the, the cruise and our thoughts are with everyone at Cliftonville um, on the sad loss of Tommy Breslin who of course was on this show last year and such a character and you knew him an awful lot better than I did Biko but an absolute gentleman I think that has been echoed time and time again over the past week. Tommy was one of the greats Pete as a footballer he was just a joy to watch he went on to become a manager and as he said in the, the show last season he was a reluctant manager, but what a boss he turned out to be for Cliftonville. Won back-to-back titles with the Reds, won a host of other trophies, and did it with a sense of style and a sense of fun. And they were always good to watch under Tommy Breslin. And as a man, a gentleman, you couldn't meet better. He was just um, a wonderful, wonderful guy. Our thoughts go out to his family. Our thoughts go out to everyone at Cliftonville Football Club. And I thought they did Tommy proud before the, the match against Glenavon in midweek with their tribute. And, um, uh, you know, it's such a sad time for everyone connected with Cliftonville. But it was fitting, I thought, as well, that Joe Gormley scored the first goal of the season for Cliftonville because Tommy Breslin did so much for Joe, and Joe, in turn, was a superstar for Tommy Breslin. So um, our condolences go to the family and all at the club. So it's a North Belfast derby. They're always spicy affairs. Uh, how do you see this one going? They certainly are. And um, Crusaders have had the upper hand in recent years. But the fact that Cliftonville beat Glenavon and Joe Gormley's in stunning form already this season suggests that Crusaders won't have it all their own way at Solitude. Um, could be a really um, feisty occasion, Pete. Um, I look at Crusaders, though, and... They're a team of champions. You know, they know how to get the job done. People were saying last season they were poor in the league, yet they went on and won two trophies. And then they give a great account of themselves against Wolves in the Europa League. So Crusaders, to me, are a top, top side. I'm not sure Cliftonville are there yet. Could be a belter. I'm going to go 3-2 to the Cruise. Roy, did you say 3-2, yeah? Yeah, 3-2. you going to go for that? I was going to go, uh, I'm going to go three one Crusaders. Uh, they're a very strong team, very strong team. Like, and uh, they get the ball up their ones really quick, and players running off them. Like, it's going to be, it's go- I think it's going to be hard for Cliftonville backline to control them players. Uh, but uh, Cliftonville uh, started off really well this season, got some goals as well. So uh, I'm going to give Cliftonville one goal, three one. All right, um, Mark, I appreciate your learning the league as you go week to week. And you're probably sitting thinking, oh, what am I going to say? <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Give it your best shot. <laughs> I know there's a lot of talk about uh, Crusaders. Um, probably one of the favourites to, to win the league. Or, um, But I've seen all the highlights. I've been watching them back. Um, I fancy a little upset. Clif- Cliftonville. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1. 
You'll Cliftonville. Be You'll be welcomed at Solitude. <laughs> right, Linfield against Korean. Linfield have got such a squad. I mean, they've got pretty much got two teams in that squad. So how will this whole European run affect uh, David's selections for this weekend? Pete, I've got to tell you, on Linfield's bench last night were big hitters like Jimmy Callagher, Jordan Stewart, Andy Waterworth. Their squad is absolutely top class. And I'm, I'm going to say something about David Healy. David Healy has grown in the past year as a manager. He really has. He's become something really special for this league and what he's achieved for Linfield in Europe so far is phenomenal. I've got to mention the goal scorers last night. Mark Stafford, your big mate, um, he put his body on, his, on the line and scored a fantastic header. Shane Lavery, one of my favourite players when he played for Northern Ireland under-21s and he's also got a, a senior cap. He terrorised the defence um, the Sajenska defence. He is going to be a sensational in this league. And Matthew Clark, um, you know Matthew as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, he's had a tough year personally. And he gave a performance that everyone connected with him, including the fans, including his family, could be proud of. Matthew was magnificent, Pete. And I'm so pleased for that lad because he's had a tough time. In terms of against Coleraine, cracking game of football. You've got Oren Kearney going back to Windsor Park where he won the Irish Cup. Um, and I have to say as well, by the way, what um, a result it is for Coleraine to have Kearney back. Kearney was sensational for St Mirren. Don't let anyone tell you any different. He kept that club in the Scottish Premiership and deserves immense praise. It all went sour at the end, but um, when St Mirren fans look back at his season, they'll know it was a good one. And he's going to make Coleraine stronger, but I can't see them beating Linfield. Linfield are on a high. The European um, adventure will continue next week. But for now, Healy will focus on the league and he's going to get three points. 3-1 to the Blues. Right. Yeah, that's the thing I'm worried about is the uh, European game coming up as well the week, uh, the, the following week after the game. Uh, I mean, so four, four, four million pounds is what's on the line, really, you know? I don't think the players are worried about that. I think they're more worried about... Uh, uh, they have to worry about this game. What's happening? Well, the board's thinking about the four. Yeah, the board <laughs> will probably be thinking about as uh, as uh, Stephen was saying. Um, he'll be getting the players prepared for this game against Coleraine. But if they turn up on uh, the mines, uh, half the mines on the, the next game in Europe, they could get an upset. But um, for me, going for Linfield will be an, uh, probably a two-one because Coleraine and Linfield's always tight games. I've played in a lot of games against Coleraine. They're a very good team. Uh, got the manager who's came back and uh, he's a good manager and he knows what, what Coleraine's all about and what Linfield can do as well. So it's going to be a tight game and uh, hopefully Linfield will be out 100% ready for the game against Coleraine and win 2-1. Any thoughts Mark? Um, yeah I think as a player you just think about the next game. I don't think there'll be too much fall into the, the cup at the minute. Um, I'm going to say 4-0 Linfield. Oh. Now there's a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, Mark. Right. Fa final, <laughs> final, final fixture this weekend. Glenavon at home to Warren Point. It's been a shocking start to the season for Warren Point. But let's not forget, it was a shocking start to last season for them. They lost their opening six games last season, Pete, and then um, had a fantastic campaign after that. Reached the Irish Cup semi-finals and um, were clear from relegation worries relatively early on. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost their first four games because they were supposed to play at home to Crusaders, but the floodlight failure meant that they had to go to Seaview, and that is not an easy place to go. They got hammered here, obviously, by Mark's team, Larne, 
and against Glenavon, Glenavon need to get points on the board because they haven't had a good start. The other factor with Warren Point is they're missing key players. Um, Philip Donnelly, uh, a massively influential footballer for them, is out injured and they lost Francis McCaffrey here at Inver Park on Saturday, another very good player for Warren Point. I think Glenavon will win and pretty comfortable. I'm going to go to Glenavon to win that one 3 1. Mark? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, having played Warren Point, um, albeit at home, um, we played some really nice stuff. They didn't really have much to offer, to be honest with you. Um, like you said, they got some key players out as well. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm still. I'm going to go for a draw. Actually, I'm going to say one all. Can I ask you? You obviously played against Warren Point, your first Irish league game. Were you surprised how much football they tried to play from the back? I know it's their style, but were you surprised at that? No, we we knew they were going to do that. Um, that's what we were working on all week. To be fair, um, so no, I wasn't surprised that we were we were ready for it. And to be fair, we were quite happy that they ended up doing that. You took advantage. Yeah. Roy, final prediction? It's going to be hard for one point after, what was it, uh, 10 goals in two games. Um, what do you say to their keeper? It's, it's difficult being a keeper when you're letting that many goals in. It depends how mental toughness he is. Like, uh, it's keepers letting goals in. I hate letting goals in, even when we're winning 5-0 and I let a goal in, I'm going mad, you know what I mean? It's just the, one of those things. The funny thing is, Roy, Stephen Baxter, after the match, said that Berat Turker made world-class saves. Yeah, but uh, everybody can make a world-class save. It's the ones what you should be trying to save. What uh, it could be a, the time of the game when you should be saving. It's reminiscent, Biko, whenever Richard Brush was at Balda Mallard and they were leaking goals all the time, and he was he was pulling off some amazing saves. Yeah, and Sam Johnson, whenever he was um, playing for Ards, and now he's moved to Dungannon. That's what I'm saying. I think the best keepers are the ones who uh, might have one save, and that's an important save that uh, changes the game. If that goes in, it changes the game. You're like, that's what I'm saying about Glenavon. If they score early, I think it's going to be Glenavon 4 and 1.0 because your mindset, if you let an early goal in, it's, oh, here we go again. And that's what happens in football. I've, I've been there, it's tough. Uh, it's tough from the players. But uh, if, if Glenavon gets an early goal, it will definitely probably be 4 0 or something like 3 0, 4 0. Uh, Roy, uh, listen, good luck with the coaching. We look forward to Thank seeing you, you back. However, we're, we're intrigued as to who you'll sign for if you do come back to play. But uh, hopefully we do get to see you on a pitch playing um, competitive football again very soon. Do you still think you can do it, Roy? Could you play for Manchester United still? I was, feel, I was feeling good. I'm not Manchester United, like, but <laughs> I was feeling good before the injury and uh, I was looking forward to uh, hopefully getting another contract at Linfield. But when the injury happened, you know you have doubts. But uh, I might go and play for Liverpool instead, Stevie. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> you could do that. Well, they do need a goalkeeper. They need a keeper, don't they? <laughs> I thought he was coming along. Eh? I thought he was coming in. <laughs> oh, okay. Keep that quiet. <laughs> Keep that quiet. <laughs> uh, Mark, listen, um, listen, thanks for joining us. We wish you all the success this season. Thanks for making us feel very welcome down That's here. It's a pleasure. It's been brilliant. Thanks and, for having um, me. I know you've set the bar very high with some of those goals so far this season, but we're expecting a lot more as you light up the league. Big good to see you. And the football's back. We're delighted it's back. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you again. Thanks.